This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing, talented, beautiful co-host and producer, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's going on, Sean? Oh, what's going on? We're in Washington, D.C. for a live hey! event right now. <laughs> so many. Awesome. So many beautiful people in the building, and we're going to have a great time tonight. Very, very excited. And I'm just pumped. I'm pumped. Know, right. So how are you doing today? Well, today, being here, I am phenomazing. <laughs> phenomazing, feeling phenomenally amazing tonight. All right, let's give it up. All phenomazing. Right. <laughs> I feel that. Phenomazing. 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 <laughs> I see this all the time. This is my life. Well, everybody, thank you so much for being here, and everybody, thank you for tuning into the show today. I truly, truly do appreciate it. Uh, today, we're going to do a special Q&A episode, mm -hmm. so hopefully, we'll be able to add some value with the uh, information that we're going to be sharing here, because a lot of times, the questions that are on people's hearts can relate to a lot of other people, whether it's your life right now or somebody that you care about, just to have more tools in your utility belt to turn to uh, whenever you're in a time of need or a time and a need to grow. So with that said, I want to give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, onit.com. Head over to onnit.com forward slash M-O-D-E-L for 10% off all of your human health performance supplements. Who here is on it? Oh, yes. All right. All right. So um, Hemp Force Protein. Who's using Hemp Force? Okay. I know, I know you are. So Hemp Force. What do you like about Hemp Force? Jade, can we get a mic over here? Where are you doing? She's roaming. See, she's playing. You see that? This is what I deal with right here. There's no reason for you to be back there. Get up here, the microphone. Choco Maca. I was anticipating. Choco Maca, Biodestin. Yes. The globular protein. Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let's go. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Well, on it has been a, a friend and, and a family of the show for a long time. Uh, almost since the beginning. And um, I, I think you guys know that I talk about things that I have a personal connection with. That's why it uh, connects with you. And I wouldn't bring anything to you that I didn't firsthand enjoy myself. And the company is one that's ripe with integrity. The team there is amazing. And they're doing stuff right. And I often say, if I was to create a supplement company, which I want no parts of, it's a hard, hard job. Um, I would do what they're doing and sourcing from the best sources using earth-grown nutrients for the supplements. As she mentioned, um, the hemp protein in particular is one of my favorite things. My kids use it. Hemp Force, Hemp Force, that's right, my son's got his hand up. Come here, Brayden. Awesome. <laughs> so why do people need to drink a lot of water? Because so they can get healthy, more sleep, more thinking. Perfect. Good job, buddy. All right. All right. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go that fast. All right. So you know when we make smoothies for you, right? 
and we put the protein powder in there, right? It, do you like it? Let me know. Do you like it? Yes. Okay, good job. Kid tested, mother approved. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. You go sit down. And that's what's most important is that we, the things that we're doing automatically, our children are going to model us. You know, so getting those things into my children's bodies of the utmost importance. And I'm sure that it affects uh, his performance in his life. You know, playing is hard. It's hard playing, coloring, you know, but real talk, this is helping to literally create every cell in his body. And that's the opportunity that we all have as well. Every single bite of food that we eat. You know, we talk about nutrigenomics on the show, which is a science that shows that every single morsel of food that you consume impacts your genetic expression. That's incredibly powerful, all right? And we all have the opportunity to choose what we're made of, to choose the expression that you're seeing, you know? So understand, this is a seemingly magical process that when that food in front of you is gonna become you, right? I just had the opportunity, bumped into a couple people uh, who are here right now at a restaurant, and we all, quote, broke bread together gluten-free bread, cornbread. There was some cornbread there. It had actual corn in it. My wife didn't tell me that. She's like, it's so good, it's so good. And I bit it and it was like corn. I wasn't expecting, it was not that it was bad, I just wasn't expecting it. You gotta tell somebody if there's corn in cornbread. Just saying, all right? So anyways, uh, back to him for his protein, as I digress. Uh, so this is something that we use on a consistent basis for myself, for my children, for my wife. Uh, that's our supplemental protein source, all right? And we use it because it works and it tastes good. So make sure to head over, check it out if you've not done so already, onit.com forward slash model for 10% off. And on that note, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to our special guest, which is you. Yes. All right? Yes. Clap it up for yourself. Let's go. Perfect. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and start with the Q&A. And first, can you share your name for us? Jen Harris, Brandywine, Maryland. Oh, welcome, hi Jen. Just give Jen a hand, Thank please. You. Thank you. Okay, so what is your question? I, I have been a big fan of your show for almost a year now, and I definitely have listened to at least 150 episodes. I won't take too long to um, ask my question, but I do wanna frame it by saying that my father had a massive heart attack last month. Yeah. And the cardiologist basically told him it was brought on by stress from yeah. a recent surgery that he'd had. Yes. And um, he was the model of health before that. He definitely taught me a lot of those principles. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, I follow a lot of the advice from your show, but we live in a very stressful, toxic environment here in Washington, DC. Yeah. How do you manage that well? Wow, that's a wonderful question. So uh, being that uh, heart disease is still the number one killer in our world today, and especially here in the United States. Um, and it's really just important for us to, to understand that. And she just said it. I actually have a friend who's dealing with something right now. He eats an amazing diet. He exercises like a champion. He does like seal fit, whatever, like stuff I wouldn't do, all right? And so it's like, what's going on? Why is he having this heart condition right now? And stress is the reason, it's the number one reason. And just to help to put some framing around that, right now approximately 80% of all physician visits are for stress-related illnesses, 80 to 90%, okay? This is a far cry from you know, even 100 years ago. Like in the 1900s, 
the flip of that. So about 80% wore childbirth, birth, I said birth. <laughs> childbirth. Shout out to St. Louis, country grammar. Ah, dirty, okay. Childbirth, uh, acute infection, um, or just trauma, you know. It was a, a lot more uh, volatile situation where you could get hurt. There wasn't as many safety practices as today, you know. But for that to be flipped on its head and stress to be the number one cause is really something we need to get. Because I don't think people really get this. It's really important to understand you can literally stress your way fat, or you can stress your way right into the grave. And she said it, we live in a very different world, a very stressful world. Even if it doesn't seem like that, because usually when you hear stress, automatically we start thinking about like, oh, I'm not stressed at work. You know, work stress is the first thing we connect stress to. But there's a lot of different kinds of stress, and we've talked about this numerous times on the show. Your brain, if you just want to picture, um, and we're going to go a little bit deeper, but just picture a, a, a human head, all right? We got a human head here, and there's no top to it. Okay, it's like a lid, all right? And what's going into the brain is going to affect its overall stress load. And there's different things that are gonna go inside of this brain. So there can be relationship stress. I don't, I'm good, I'm good. I was just, just seeing if she was paying attention. There could be relationship stress. There can be work stress, obviously. There can be emotional stress, mental stress, um, diet stress. It can be stress just from the food that you're eating. If it's not resonating with your particular individual metabolism, all right, which is different, you know, slightly different from everybody. Uh, there can obviously be exercise stress. Well, maybe not so obvious. And this is one that's overlooked a lot too, because sometimes, well, most often the issue isn't somebody exercising too much. All right, that's not usually the issue. But sometimes we do get to that place. Maybe it's too much of the wrong thing for you, right? So you can stress your way, you can add that to your stress load. If you're doing the wrong kind of exercise for yourself and really pushing the, the limit there, plus you've got some relationship stress, plus you've got work stress going on, that can quickly tip you out of balance. And here's what's going on. This is the important thing to understand. So this is all related to your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, all right? Or the HPA axis for short. And most times when we're talking about stress, people think of adrenaline or cortisol. And these are both produced by your adrenal glands, which are these little, tiny little, teeny little things that sit on top of your kidneys, all right? But they have a profound effect on you. But when we're talking about stress, most people directly look at the adrenals and not what's going on upstream, all right? I said HPA axis, so hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. What's at the top? The hypothalamus, okay? And this is also known as the master gland of the body, okay? The master gland, because it's integrating your nervous system, which is how you're sensing your environment, and your endocrine system, which is how you feel, all right? So either of those can manipulate each other. So if somebody is feeling stress, or their environment is putting stress on their body, so um, environmental toxins you're taking in, right? Um, low quality food, whatever the case might be. Because even the air we're breathing, this is a dope place, by the way. All right, shout out to this place, but it's still, yes, give them, clap it up, clap it up. 
But still, humans evolved. We, we are right now, we're indoors, all right? We didn't even have a concept. There was not a word for indoors, all right? But today, we have indoors and outdoors, and we spend most of our time indoors, okay? So we're breathing processed air, okay? So that's a stressor. So what do we do with all these things? That's the question. Now, uh, she said he's the, he was a model of health, so he's probably eating a pretty good diet, probably doing plenty of exercise, but stress, and that's so beautiful already that you know that there's this other component. That now, one other part I wanna share before we get to some possible solutions here is, even though over 80 to 90% of all physician visits are for stress-related illnesses, less than 10% of patients get recommendations for stress management, okay? So there's really not a lot of solutions or options for that. It's just like, well, you need to take some time off from your job. Maybe that's not it. And this is why it's so important. Who heard the recent episode with Dr. Uh, Christiane Northrup? Yeah? Okay, good, good, good. So she brought up something really profound that I integrate into my show, but another kind of stress also is spiritual stress, okay? And I'm a very analytical, science-minded person. I'm a scientist. I, I wanna see the data. I wanna know how it works and the how and the how, all right? However, there is a component that we don't fully understand yet. And so a spiritual stress could be just feeling like I'm not on my purpose, I'm kind of cut adrift, um, I'm lacking a sense of connection, right? So we don't know what those things could be for your father unless we ask those questions. And most of the time we're very isolated when it comes to things like that, to matters of the heart. We rarely talk to each other, especially men, all right? Because number one, I mean, my wife might tell you, we're kind of hard-headed, just a little bit. They a little bit hard-headed, all right? But also, men tend to feel like we're gonna bear the world, the weight of the world on our shoulders. We're gonna figure it out. That's what we do. That's what we do, we figure stuff out. That's the whole legend of not stopping to ask for directions, which we don't have to now. Everybody got GPS, so we can't talk about that anymore. But back in the day, MapQuest, me and my wife, when we got married, we was MapQuesting, all right? Got us lost in Miami, I was lost. We couldn't get to the airport, I messed up. We made it though. But anyways, that's really important to understand. So we have to dig, because I'm not, I can't really speculate with this one, but we absolutely have to ask about these matters of the heart. So I'm gonna ask you a follow-up question really quickly, and then we're gonna move on. Um, so right now, is he, is he still married, or he is married? 45 years, beautiful. Now what about his place of employment? Retired. retired. I knew you were gonna say it. I should have said it first. I should have said he's retired, isn't he? And then I would have looked like Nostradamus up in here, okay? This is a huge, huge issue here. From this day forward, everybody listening, I want you to proclaim to yourself that you will never retire. All right, you can clap it up, you can clap it up. Your likelihood of mortality, your mortality rate skyrockets when you retire. All right, why is that? Yes, yes, sense of purpose, you start to, because many times our sense of service and our sense of purpose is tied to our employment and being of service and being of value to the world. 
right? He might try to pick up a hobby or whatever, but if he's not consistently being of service, that can really be one of those things that adds to that stress load in a big, big way. So part of the treatment plan would be continue to eat that good food, continue to exercise, but you know, maybe, what kind of exercise was he doing, by the way? Okay, perfect, perfect. So he's on the strength training, so important. The treatment would be, number one, he needs to be in some kind of a stress management practice. You know, so whether it's just doing five minutes of breathing exercises every day, to help him to shift over, because that HPA axis, you can instantly manipulate it and turn on your parasympathetic nervous system but just by changing your breathing, okay? And, and shutting off that fight or flight, all right? That's number one. Number two, he has to find a way to give, all right? So whether that's going to a nursing home, and he, he's not in one, is he? Well, he can, he can stay out of one, and you just let him know, if you don't wanna be in here, you go talk to people that's in there, all right? Or going to a children's hospital, you know, reading some kids some stories, just finding a way to, to add some value and to feel, to feel like he has a, a, a sense of purpose and, and more value in his life. Because I know he's getting that from, from you and from his mom, but there's something within us, especially as men, that we feel the need to, that we have to give. So he needs to find a way to do that. So thank you for that wonderful question. Uh, let's give her a hand, please. Let's move on. All right, share your name and question. Um, okay, so my name is Sierra Mooney. Um, I live here in DC, but I'm from Michigan, so I'll say that. Shout out to Michigan. Go blue. Um, <laughs> Lions will come back someday. Anyway, um, so my question is, uh, I've been working out off and on for the last like 11 years, and- uh, You look good. Thank you. That's my son says. <laughs> thank you. It is not- Oh, uh, Braden good. says it too. Hey, Brady, come here. Come here. Come here. All right. Here you go. Can you say it? You look good. There you, there you have it. As you were saying. Um, so I guess my question is, um, I am like a pear-shaped woman. and Shout out to um, pears. Shout out to pears. I'm sorry. Yes. Let's, get, let's clap it out, please. Thank you. Yes. So, um, and of course, when I get, when I'm losing weight or really trying to get somewhere, I go into hourglass, which is fine. Yeah. Um, my issue is I gain weight in, of course, my thighs and my hips. Yeah. It becomes hard for me to develop muscle there. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm looking, what can you suggest as far as eating, like uh. certain superfoods that can help um, cut fat and build more muscle? Um, as far as my workouts, I do plyometrics, I, I do a lot of squats, um, but I'm just never really getting where I want, and I'm starting to think it's, it's what I'm eating. So mm, if you have okay. any suggestions regarding that. Perfect. I know my wife will probably have a couple things to add here. Um, I'm not going to have you talk, though, baby. Okay, relax. Um, she has a, a similar shape and has had the same concerns but I've helped to abate those concerns because I'm grateful, all right? First of all, first of all. Shout out to thicker than a snicker, all right? Shout out. Okay, now, did you happen to hear the episode that we did with Dr. Jade Tita? Dr. Jade Tita. I believe so, it, um, I 
Okay, so we talked a lot about metabolism and we talked a little bit about burning fat from certain parts of your body, okay? Spot treating, which when I went to school, we were told explicitly, explicitly that you cannot spot treat fat loss. You lose fat as a whole. And that's the thing because people would come into my office or come into my gym when I used to be a strength and conditioning coach and they'd be like, I'm good everywhere else. I just wanna get rid of this. And they grab it, right? Or they grab their belly and like shake it at me. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, why is it scaring me? No, don't do that. So you can't spot treat fat according to popular science, but that's absolutely false. You definitely can target. Now, the question is, how do you do that? Now, number one, we talked about a little bit more in depth on the episode, so go back and listen to it, for sure. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. You guys are all part of the show notes. Uh, so we're gonna put that in the show notes, but here's one way, and I didn't know I was gonna share this, but you asked, so I'll share this. And it's basically, I call it a burn formula, all right? So one of the first things that we wanna do is for, you have to understand the process of what your body does to actually burn fat, which is breaking down these stored fatty acids, okay? And turning it into usable fuel. So you wanted to do it from the place that you want, okay? So we wanna engage uh, blood flow, that's the first part of it. We have to have blood flow to that part of your body. So I would recommend if you're work, working to target a specific area, so we'll just say uh, it's belly fat, all right? So I would say, and this is very different than what you might have heard before, go and do your ab work first, because we tend to do that after the workout, right? So do some ab work first. You don't need to spend a lot of time doing ab work though, okay? My wife, she's always like, I hate you guys. Talking about me and my son over here, um, Vin Diesel right here. Because we're not doing ab work and we still have the whole, you know, the six pack thing because it's not about doing traditional ab work unless it's a very important like target for you right now, all right? So increase blood flow. So this would be just, you know, do a little bit of warm up. So don't just go and start like, and obviously do smart ab work. When I talk about doing, you know, uh, was Floyd Mayweather sit-ups. Like he's like laying down, he stands up with his abs or whatever, don't do that, okay? There's no need to show off, just basic stuff. Stability ball crunches, okay? Um, planks, obviously that's like the top thing in the game, but do them right. So those are things that increase blood flow to the area, all right, so that's number one. And also, let me preface this, by the way, because you can get a really nice six pack underneath a keg if you're not actually burning body fat because that's, there's visceral fat and there's subcutaneous fat. So you also, obviously the diet is important and we'll get to that in just a second. Um, so blood flow first. Now we wanna engage in some form of uh, HIIT training, okay? So now we're really going to make your body to start breaking down those stored fatty acids. So do the core work first, do HIIT training, okay? It's like unleash, the beast. Then after that, we're gonna take a small rest time, that's the R, okay? So maybe one to five minutes. I recommend more like three to five minutes, actually, to let your body shift gears because we wanna get out of that sympathetic burn. Like HIIT training is gonna activate the sympathetic. Cortisol is gonna be heightened, but cortisol can subside very quickly. So when you're resting, just do some walking, maybe some light stretching, rest, and then finally, you're gonna do nonstop cardio. That's the N, okay? So now you're gonna do your, uh, and I recommend walking, like some fast walking, not jogging. That's, that's French for jogging. 
I don't know if it is. I just made that up. Okay. Okay. How long are you doing that? How long? How many? How how many days a week? Okay. It's not. It's not. You like? He's about to tell me. No, it's fine. That's all good. Um, so yeah, that's when you would put that part in to your workout. Okay, you add that there. So if people, if you like to run, then run. But don't use running as your form of fat loss because it doesn't work that well. With this formula, it works incredible. Okay, so just restructuring things like that can help to target those areas. Okay, so for you, if it's the thighs, right? The thighs and butt. So maybe you just go and do. Um, some dumbbell uh, straight leg deadlifts, okay? And then uh, maybe just some lunges, whatever it is, just to target the specific areas you want. Do that first, then do the hit training, okay? And then the rest, and then you got the rest of the formula. So it works all those different ways. Now, in that episode, Jade talks a little bit more about what it takes uh, as far as some other structure. I believe we talked about the nutrition component so we can't spend a lot of time talking about this because there aren't really foods that can target certain areas. You know, it doesn't really work like that as far as nutrition is concerned. But there's some great foods that are kind of storied for things like, you know, cellulite, uh, stretch marks, that kind of stuff. Citrus fruits, especially, especially grapefruits are really great for cellulite. But it's a problem, it's a caveat when I say this because there's nothing wrong with cellulite, all right? Shout out to Cellulite, if you got it, I appreciate that, all right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with stretch marks either, all right? I think Cat Williams said it best. All it means is that you was big and you got little, or you little and you got big. There's nothing wrong with that, all right? So thank you for the question, could we give her a hand? All right, next question. Share your name and your question. My name is Bruce Scott, and uh, first of all, I want to thank you too for what you guys do every day to bless us. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, my question to you is about <laughs> grounding, uh, the importance of grounding. Yes. I, I, I remember hearing the episode that you had about grounding, and I'd like yeah. to hear a little bit more about that. Okay, for sure. That's a great question. Wonderful question. All right. Jade, what is that? That's dope. You see her, keep that thing lighting on your chest there. Like, put the light to your chest. Not like your, not like that. But the little jewel there lit up and, you know, it's just a moment like, uh, does anybody remember the movie um, Never Ending Story? Yeah, Atreyu. What happened to Atreyu? No. Okay, so I actually had it lined up to bring uh, one of the kind of founding fathers of the earthing technology on the show. So hopefully this will happen this year. We've got some inc like incredible people coming up for you guys. Ah, uh, so good. Now, um, but just to give a really quick, and this is something that I, I do. Like when I got to DC, this was Saturday, right? My wife, what did I do? I went outside, she's like, go outside, don't talk to me. Don't you put me on the spot. I know what you're doing, baby. It's all right, he's so cute. All right, so I went and found a place to get grounded, to get in touch with the Earth's dernal surface, all right? Why would I do this? Again, being a scientist, when I first heard about this, I thought it was absolutely ludicrous. I thought it was ridiculous. It didn't make any sense to me. 
But then I got back to basics. Number one, the human body is incredibly conductive. We are incredibly conductive. Just when I was going up to our room, the key shocked me. When I put the key up to the door, I got this static electricity shock, all right? And also, as I've said before, scary movies. Like you're taking a bath, relaxing, and then Jason come throw his radio in your, in your tub. Fry you up, right? Fried turkey. Why would you be able to, and by the way, it doesn't really work like that, but it's movies. Anyways, but we're very conductive. It would electrocute you, for sure. Um, it, a light socket, we know not to put, you know, forks into the light socket or allow our kids to do that kind of stuff because, again, you are very conductive. Your heart, a great example, just to wrap this in your mind forever, when you see somebody in the hospital and they're hooked up to the EKG or they're hooked up to a monitor that's measuring their heart activity, you see that little boop, boop, that little electric movement. It's measuring the electric currency the electric currency output of your heart, okay? It's electric. There's a bioelectric, I'm uh, sorry, electromagnetic field that it emanates. So that's the first premise. Number one, we are very, very conductive, all right? Premise number two, the ultimate source of electrons, and electrons basically you can just think about this as energy. Like your thyroid is the master gland of your metabolism, right? Right here in your, in your neck, and it's brimming with electrons. It's the most electrically charged gland in your body. But the problem is that opposites attract. We talk about biochemistry. So it's gonna attract, attract a lot of positively charged ions, AKA a lot of heavy metals. And that can start to weigh down your metabolism. This goes back to the point back there about dad and the toxic world that we live in. Because we're like breathing in radioactive whatever, isotopes from you know, like some cow over in Korea, all right? Some, it's just crazy stuff. Now, when I say that, it's because recently we had the Fukushima, right? And there's this fallout that was found all the way in California, found in the dairy products, all right? So it wasn't actually a cow there, it was a cow here, all right? Because this stuff travels very quickly and it gets inside of our bodies. So to kind of sum up this point, your body, we need these electrically charged molecules to help to keep us in balance. Okay, so we need electrons. Not having enough electrons, that means we're in a positive state of charge, which is inflammation, basically, okay? There's too many positively charged events. And that's why antioxidants are the big thing today. When you take in antioxidants, they bring a free electron to those um, positively charged events and they neutralize them, okay? Electric, electric plus the positive, electron plus proton neutralizes it, okay? So I hope that makes sense. All right, now, from here, understanding that we are very conductive and that we need electrons, the Earth's surface is the ultimate source of electrons. Any natural surface on the planet is brimming with free electrons, so especially bodies of water, grass, dirt, sand, but also uh, concrete, funny enough, is semiconductive. So you might have heard in school, if, I don't know if you remember school, but certain things can be semiconductive. So you can actually get that exposure that way as well. 
But this goes back to the example I always share. Uh, who here has read Sleep Smarter? This is fantastic. Um, who here has not been to the beach? We got some travelers up here. I barely went to, the, you know you went to the beach. My son Braden raised his hand. He, he thought this time we was going to the beach. <laughs> um, so when you go to the beach, you often feel, if you haven't been there and you're kind of on a trip and then you get to the beach, all of a sudden you feel very relaxed. And oftentimes people fall asleep on the beach, right, very quickly. Or they fall asleep shortly after getting back to the room. And this is because your body is finally getting this dose of these free electrons, uh, neutralizing these inflammatory reactions in your body, and it's very calming, it's very relaxing. And so, bottom line is this. Getting your body in touch with the dermal surface of the earth is the number one way to absorb these free electrons, not through eating antioxidants. It's not even comparable. We'll just say we get the top antioxidant food in the world, it might give you a 1% benefit versus the earth 100% benefit, okay? And some of the studies, and one of the studies that I cited in Sleep Smarter, and they monitored individuals, they actually hooked them to um, the sleep monitoring devices to track this stuff. And they found that being grounded, which is, that's another term for touching the earth, earthing slash grounding, it's interchangeable. Being grounded helped the individuals to have lower cortisol at night, okay? Just touching the earth lowers cortisol. So it lowers the stress hormone, okay? Clinically proven. How, right? We kind of talked a little bit about how. Lowers cortisol, and they found that it normalized cortisol for the person during the daytime as well, all right? So just being grounded at night helped to reset their cortisol rhythm. It got you back in touch, in touch with nature. That's profound. But how often are we taking advantage of this? Now, part of it is we're in D.C., right? It's cold. It was not fun for me to go outside and find a little park, <laughs> right? And take my shoes off and get connected to earth. Usually I bring my grounding sheets that I've been using for many years, but for whatever reason, we couldn't find my outlet, my little plug. And so I had to go get the real thing, you know? And so you can do both. That's free, by the way. The earth is free. Or you can buy these grounding technologies, which I have a grounding mat in my office that I can stand on and keep me grounded. I have a grounding mouse pad. There's sheets, there's mattresses, there's grounding flip-flops, all right? I'm not a flip-flop guy. It's not my thing, but if you're into flip-flops, there's some grounding flip-flops as well. And so that's really the essence of it. You know, I, I really wanna talk the whole, we could do a whole show on this, which we will, and how valuable it is, but I just wanna make sure people get a, a really basic but profound understanding that your body's conductive, and just getting in touch with the Earth's surface will provide your body with a plethora, an abundance of free electrons that will help to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, reduce inflammation, all of this stuff is clinically proven. And by the way, there's a book, there's a book called Earthing, if you haven't read it yet, it's, loaded, it's just a book full of studies, really. It's kind of a nerded out book, all right? So I, I, I prefer it probably you listen to the Model Health Show and get the information, unless you want to geek out. Uh, but that's there in, in the book, Earthing, as well. So thank you for asking that question, man. Wonderful question. Let's give him a hand. Take a swig. We'll get another question. Share your name and your question. Hi, my name is Nicole. Um, I'm here with my whole family. Bruce, who just asked the question, is my husband. 
I'm here with my daughter and my mother. And Sean, you are conducive throughout our family. Um, Bruce, uh, in hearing about the grounding, he has bought grounding mats for everyone. <laughs> yes, all right. Elijah, my daughter, got Bruce Four Sigmatic for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Four Sigmatic. <laughs> and my question is about magnesium. I'm kind of yeah. the fixer in the family, always uh -huh. looking to fix problems. And a while back, my mom was having some back problems and couldn't find anything to resolve it. And I don't remember if it was um, Sleep Smarter or one of the podcast episodes that you were talking about magnesium oil. Yeah. And I said, hey, that's it. And I got some magnesium oil and she has had some really great uh, results. But um, I would like to know some more about why okay. magnesium oil might have helped her with her back and what sure. else magnesium. Can we hear from mom, please? <laughs> Magnesium oil turned out to be the answer. And I'm 73 years old, just had a 73 birthday. young. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. So I joined some of my friends um, who are about the same age as I am. Yeah. And they were talking about this hurting and that hurting and all. And I said, don't worry about a thing. I'm going to spray you. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've got just the answer my daughter came up with. So I find it's been very helpful. Um, and especially if I catch the issue right away. Yes, yeah. that's key. So it's been good. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you so much for sharing that, Mom. Appreciate it. Let's give her a hand. Thank you. You know what's so crazy is that of everything that I've experimented with and that I've talked about and shared with people over the years, I still to this day get more messages about people having these incredible uh, breakthroughs using magnesium than anything else. Like every day we get a message just about that. And why is that? This is very, very simple, all right? Very simple. So there are certain minerals, uh, you know, we hear about essential amino acids, right? Essential fatty acids. What makes it essential? That's right, the college kids, you guys go. All right, your body cannot make these, all right? You, you don't produce them by, the, by itself. There is conversion, your body can convert stuff, but it just can't make it on its own accord, right? Some animals, for example, vitamin C, like lions can make vitamin C, but we can't, we need to get it from our diet. It's an essential uh, vitamin, okay? And it's responsible for a whole lot of processes. With magnesium, it's an essential mineral. There's a whole rung, right? There's like a hierarchy of these minerals. Magnesium is the top one. Yet, over 80% of our population is chronically deficient in it. Not just deficient, chronically deficient. And a big reason why is that it's also an anti-stress mineral. It deals with a lot of stress response in the body. All right, so as soon as you start to dip into that, you know, having your, your stress load tip in the wrong direction, magnesium is getting zapped. And it's because we have not been exposed to this style of life that it's only been literally like a couple of decades, all right? Versus hundreds of thousands of years that we've been on this planet in this form, all right? Homo erectus, you know, evolving from that. I'm reading about like anthropithecines and all this stuff. I don't know if anybody's into this stuff. It's so weird, right? It's so weird. Um, but anyways, so, and by the way, the natural, what is the National Museum of Natural History? Who's been there? 
that place is pretty sweet. So, and I, I put this on my Insta story. Uh, I know you did, my son's raving his head. Um, I put this on my Insta story, we took a little venture there, and there was uh, a skeleton of a, of a, what kind of monkey was it, spider monkey? The first one, the little one with the tail. Spider monkey, man, that skeleton, the skull, it looked like my Uncle Larry. Like, it's so freaky. Cause it's like, it was, this is a whole theory of evolution, I don't know. Anyways, we're not talking about that. Bottom line is, the conditions that they were exposed to are radically different than today. It's not that they didn't have stress. They had acute stress, and then they would get over it. Today, we have chronic stress, just repetitive. Like, if you weren't here hanging with me, you might be thinking about that phone bill, right? Or that whatever, something you got pending. This is why we love entertainment so much to help break away from that obsessive, compulsive, worrying, right? And women tend to do that a little bit more. And my wife can attest to this, you know? So you wanna shift over and to be more of a, a, a warrior, not a worrier, okay? And be aware of this. And it's because you said it when you stood up, I'm a fixer. Guess what moms do? They do the same thing. They can use a different language for that, but they have to make, make sure everybody's good. And usually they get to themselves last. But not you guys. You understand, you, you first, then us, so we can actually get the good stuff, right? So, so with magnesium being the number one mineral deficiency, and it's because of our overabundance of stress, we absolutely must, every person in here, you need to have a consistent source of a supplemental magnesium. Food first, always proponent of food first, but then the supplementation, the topical, so what you were talking about, the magnesium oil, this magnesium spray, she was like, let me spray you, come here, let me spray you. The magne, and I, be, I do that to my wife too, by the way, like, come here, I, I gotta hit her up, because she won't use it on a consistent basis. So, um, and what she was doing was using the supplemental magnesium for a while, and the problem with that, as I've discussed many times, it pulls more water to your bowels, all right? So it can cause disaster pants, all right? It can cause you to have a crime scene, all right? So you gotta be careful with the amount that you take on. And it happens really quickly. And actually, you're probably not getting the levels that you still need from that. But with a topical magnesium, your body only, can only absorb as much as it can use which is so wonderful. And I use the magnesium from Activation Products. We'll put a link in the show notes where to get it. It is the best stuff. I literally, I use it every single day for years. Every day, because it's so good, it's so good. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So that's really the big reason is that we're so deficient because we do live in a much more stressful world, but it's not a world to be afraid of. We have to approach this world with courage, with vigor, with zest. But we have to be intelligent about how we're preparing ourselves, though. We have to take some action steps that our ancestors didn't to carry on their dreams, all right? So one other parting piece with that is um, the sheer fact, and I've said this many times, so hear it now if you have not heard this before. Magnesium is, is responsible for over 300 biochemical processes in the body that we are aware of. And so I would say this, but then I'm like, I don't think people get it. So then I started to say, that means your body can't do 300 things it needs to do. 
There's 300 things your body cannot do without magnesium being present. That's how important it is, all right? So whether that's having optimal sleep cycles, whether that's getting rid of inflammation and pain, magnesium is a key component in several pathways for building hormones, for neurotransmitters, all right, for digestion. There's so many important facets of that. So thank you for the wonderful question. I appreciate that so much. We're gonna come on this side of the room and if you'll share your name and question too. Uh, my name is Chase Tuning. I uh, live here in DC. Uh, first of all, I just wanna say thank you to Jade and Sean for being continuous wealth of knowledge. As someone in the health and wellness industry, I love seeing the new episode pop up on my podcast feed. So shout out to uh, Model Health thank Show. You. Thank you, yes. man. Mine is, isn't really a question about health, but a little bit more kind of uh, the entrepreneurial side awesome, of the industry. So like yourself, uh, I'm a health coach, I'm a trainer. Every day I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, but I feel kind of like that itch, that pull, that yeah. drive to branch off into a lot of different side projects, working with other individuals in like a different population, uh, even into ventures such as you know podcasts and different platforms to help learn and continuously apply what I've learned to others. And so uh, just, I would love to get your kind of background on what it was, if there was a particular moment, and how you kind of transitioned out of that brick and mortar coaching yeah. mentality and into really putting a purpose to your passion. Perfect, yeah. thank, you. thank you. That's a great question. Jade, I know you got some things to add to this as well, with your beautiful self. All right, so when I began in this field, which was now 15 years ago, um, I didn't know that it would come to this. I, had, I didn't know this was a thing. Podcast wasn't a thing, right? So I began with these grandiose ideas like, you know what, I'm gonna open a gym someday, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But fate had other plans for me. And it's really about, number one, paying attention to what your, your heart is saying. That's most important. And, um, and when I would tell my mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> my mommy and my mom, when I tell my wife <laughs> that, yeah, she is all of that. You take care of me, I love you so much. Um, but when I tell my wife about like opening a gym, she'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. But that she's done that for a lot of things that I've come up with over the years. Um, but, so, <laughs> he's playing like me too. Um, so when I started off in this field, I did what I knew how to do. It was the kind of low-hanging fruit for me. And this was a big part of my transformation was working out and training. You know, and I'm coming from this so-called incurable disease, this spinal degeneration. And so having this recovery and this amazing recovery, I felt so good. And exercise was a part of that. First of all, I, I was so liberated because I could exercise. And I just absolutely loved it. And I wanted to share that with people. So, and I was very, very passionate. Obviously, if I'm coming from like, I'm told that this is incurable to not having the issue anymore, it's very powerful when I talk to people about movement, about nutrition, because I saw it work for myself and I saw it work in the lives of, I work with thousands of people now in a one-on-one -on -one context in my clinic, all right, or in the gym. And so that was my passion and it was through training because I didn't really know much about nutrition still, I was figuring it out. And so eventually, and I shifted my course of study in school to studying more biology and 
I had some. I had one class with my girl. It was marketing. We were just talking about this actually at lunch. So just to give you a snapshot of where I was at mentally then. So this was like 2005. Um, maybe it's 2004 actually. Neither here nor there. Here's what happened. We had a marketing class together. All right. We had to do a presentation on a product, and so I chose Naked Juice. All right. All right. So when I said Naked Juice earlier. It was People were like, was your naked juicing? What is naked juice, you know? Because it's so kind of, it's crummy, right? But I thought it was like the bomb because I was getting in a little bit of vegetables because I wasn't really vibing with vegetables yet, but it was super sweet. Like my taste buds were telling me, right? And there's like, I don't know, 44 grams of sugar or something absurd in there. And it's pasteurized, homogenized, it's literally destroying upwards of 80% of the minerals and trace minerals in the food, in this drink. But anyway, so we did this little marketing project and we stood in front of the class, we made posters or something. I don't know, maybe she can remember it a little bit better. And uh, she's like, I'm not getting on the show. I'm just, I'm going to keep trying. Um, but it's because I was so invested in this idea that this thing was gonna work, okay? And so that's where my consciousness was. So as my, as my awareness grew about nutrition, Here's the key, number one, and everybody in here is already doing this, which is so powerful. You know, we have so many health coaches, uh, healthcare practitioners, nurses, physicians, chiropractors, um, acupuncturists who listen to the show. And the key is learning from the best. Learn from the best. And so that's what I started to do. Like, I, I was fortunate enough to ask the right question. You know, so when I wanted to learn about heart disease, I asked who is the best person in the world in this field? And I just started to read their stuff, read their books, listen to their presentations. And I become, became very well versed in how the whole system worked. And nine times out of 10, it's like, why doesn't anybody know this, All right? So that shifted my focus to nutrition because obviously, you know, there's, there's a lot of trainers. There's a lot of trainers that are incredible at what they do, absolutely brilliant. And I felt that my gift was more so in nutrition. And so I shifted over, really focused on, I opened up my clinic, I took a big risk to open up a clinic and it became a very thriving practice. And I was able to assist people, you know, with cancers and diabetes and heart disease and weird stuff like Rocky Mountain fever, Lyme's disease, all these different things and seeing these amazing turnarounds. And usually in how I really became just deeply involved in that, is that I would oftentimes get the people that were told, there's nothing you can do about this. All right, you have stage three cancer, you have stage four cancer, there's nothing you can do, right? So I would get these people and to help to nurse them back to a state of wellness was very powerful and profound. So what changed for me, just to kind of get to the, the heart of this, was I realized, because one, it was like one week and I had maybe eight people come in with type two diabetes. And I had to do the same presentation eight times, all right? Because I'd take it through and I'd show them how the pancreas works and the beta cells and it can produce glucagon as well and how you get into this kind of carbohydrate spillover, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be lit up like they would actually understand how they have the disease now and how to reverse engineer it. But I was like, damn, I gotta keep telling people this same thing over and over and over again. Maybe I should record it say hello to the Model Health Show, right? <laughs> so that was really the catalyst for it. And 
you know, many years ago, and there's some people who listen to the show now, and shout out to you, that were listening to me on a previous show many years ago um, that wasn't mine. It was for this entity, which I'm still really good friends with them, but it wasn't mine. It wasn't my brand. I wasn't being fully 120 myself, like I get to be with you guys. And also just being able to um, have the structure and also to have Jade, you know, that counterbalance to help to facilitate things and to produce things at a high level for everybody. Did I just hear a clap for Jade? Is that what that was? <laughs> and so here's the key, and this is what I want to get to for you, man, is when, when I started the show, I was still running my practice. And I had to get to a place of extreme honesty with myself. What do I want to do most? Because here's the takeaway. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I had to decide, all right? You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I had to ask, like, am I in love with the cocoa? That's not what I said, that's a joke. I said, am I in love with running this practice? And the answer was no. I loved it, but I was no longer in love with it, all right? But I was in love with this show. I was in love with influencing influencers. I was in love with writing. So I focused all my time on that, and I took the leap to close my practice, which was hard, for about a week. <laughs> then it's like, man, I should have did this a long time ago, because it freed me up to give my gift. That's really the thing. I had to listen to my heart and be honest about it what I really was here to do. And that's what I encourage you to do, my man, is just, you get to choose. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And that does not mean it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be a smooth ride, because there are many ups and downs through this process. More ups, for sure, because I'm walking my path. But that's really what it boils down to, is just listening to your heart and doing the thing that would most move you forward in your career path. Like, do that now, stop wasting time, just start doing it right now. Jade? So I'm glad you brought up what the love is, and so I'll bring a couple references into the conversation. One, listen, if your heart's been telling you that, don't ignore it anymore. There's a reason why you're being pulled toward that, and there's someone on the other end waiting to receive it, and if you have more to give, then go ahead and give it. Uh, the other thing is, uh, a book that Sean had brought to my attention, which has really transformed things, and that's called Essentialism. Essentialism by Greg McKeon. And he says where these three things align is where you'll find the, the your, where your passion, where you're also skilled, which you have both, and where your greatest contribution is to the world, where those things meet is where you'll see the magic happen. Right. Now for me as a producer, <laughs> And with Sean, there's a magic formula in radio. They say the magic formula is frequency and consistency. This for us was one of the most consistent things that we had ever done. And we had to eventually um, decide that there won't be anything else that comes into that space when we're doing the Model Health Show. Now sacrifice, and Sean has talked about this in other shows, means to keep sacred. Not necessarily to give up and lose everything, but you really gain by keeping it sacred. So that formula of consistency and frequency will carry you through those times when you fall a little out of love or it gets tough on the thing that you decided to go ahead and do. 
So bring your passion and your skill together where you know you have a great contribution to the rest of the world. Believe in it and know that you can do it. But for everybody else, everybody in here, you have a range of influence. It could be five people. It could be your, her whole family's here. Whatever you have that, that you have a mouthpiece, an opportunity to share is your platform. And that becomes a great opportunity to transform someone's life. You may pass on something you hear for the Model Health Show. You might pass on the Model Health Show and it changes someone's life. So there is a great gift and offering in that sharing, but most certainly if there's something pulling at your heart to do more, go ahead and move forward in it. Go ahead and give it a, a, a try. Now, Sean also said that he shifted. Maybe you don't come out with the, the full practice or the full uh, model or design. Don't go buy a building off top. You know, anymore we wanna be more nimble because as you evolve, what you'll be able to do will evolve. I just knew I'd have three blocks of Hollywood studio of my own. Technology changed all that, who needs that, right? But be able to shift. They call it in, in the entrepreneurial ecosystem, being able to pivot. And you want that so that you're not so locked into one thing that you can't even give up the opportunity cost or the sunk cost bias because you've already, well, I've already done it so long, I've already done so much. And if you're that person who you've come way out here on the plank, well, I've already gone all the way out here, it's okay. At any given moment, wherever you are in your life, you can pivot and shift and change your traje trajectory. If I said something five minutes ago, whether or not everybody gets it, if I need to change for me, change for me, change for you, and you'll be a better offering to everybody else you influence and that is in your life anyway. So those would be my recommendations for you, and I can't wait to see you go forward. Perfect. Thank you. All right, Jay. we have another one on okay, the side. Okay, I want to take a quick second. Okay. Um, I just want to We've got give, three over here if we can. I got you. Okay. I got you. All right, just make sure All right. you keep in line. <laughs> there, who here is in the health and wellness field? Can I see some hands? All right. Who here wants to be in the health and wellness field that isn't already, or you're working towards it? Okay, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, it, I'm gonna share two quick things. Number one, if you're under the age of 28, this is the time to act, like risk. Take your chances. Because once you get uh, a spouse and some kids and a house, it's a lot more complicated, I'm not saying it's impossible, to pivot and to change the direction of your career and to do the thing that really inspires you. Absolutely can do it. I'm gonna to get to that in a second. So this is the time to take action and take, take risk because without risk, you get no reward, all right? For those individuals who are above that mark, you know, and for me, I was even younger when I had kids and an and a almost wife. We, <laughs> she's looking like, you better tell it. Um, <laughs> I was 24, you got me, locked me down like forever. <laughs> so this is the key is you can absolutely start this as a sidepreneur, right? That's the new word now, you know? Um, just start to work in that, in that practice, work in that area. This really gets on my nerves. You, you don't need permission to help somebody. You don't need permission 
to be of service to somebody. You don't need to get a certificate. You don't need to go to school for eight more years. Just help people. Now this doesn't mean, of course, you go and like tell somebody, you know, ridiculous advice. Okay, you just need to, I don't know, put your toe in your mouth or whatever, like some little stupid thing. Um, drink five Gatorades a day. Don't be negligent, but you can give your friends and family advice. Share your knowledge, share your gift. You can share resources with them, send them articles, send them books, send them podcasts, send them videos. I found that that is the best way to inspire and to connect with people is by sharing these resources because you've probably heard the statement before, you can't be a prophet in your own land. I don't, <laughs> I don't truly subscribe to that, but it can be in some cases a coloring of that because your friends and family feel like, like I know you, I, you know, now you healthy now, huh? You know? <laughs> and so it's just because of that proximity. So getting it from a, another trusted resource really can help it to be assimilated by somebody. So I just wanted to share that. And um, really quickly, um, we're gonna be doing giveaways again as soon as we wrap the show, so be ready for that. One of those giveaways, somebody's walking home with, well, a couple of people, some Four Sigmatic uh, elixirs today. Don't some hot, we giving away some hot chocolate. <laughs> Not cold chocolate, hot chocolate. All right, so who here is utilizing some Four Sigmatics? Awesome, awesome. What's your favorite? The Rishi, yes. Oh, I'm so in love with Rishi right now. Thank you for that. So one of the big reasons that I utilize Four Sigmatic products, number one is they're dual extracted. They're dual extracted. So they're actually pulling all of the nutrients from the mushroom, which has this very difficult to break through uh, shell basically to get to the goodies, all right? This chitin, all right, is a shell and it has to be broken down via hot water extract, all right? So making a decoction and or alcohol extract to be able to pull all the goodies out of the medicinal mushroom. Because I remember when I first heard about mushrooms, I was like, I'm not into that, you know, like I'm not trying to get like, you know, not trying to get high. These categories, so we have food mushrooms, we have medicinal mushrooms, and then there are the psychedelic mushrooms. And the crazy thing is like, have you ever thought about why psychedelic mushrooms are so impactful on humans? your cells are very, very receptive to this activity of these mushrooms, be it medicine or the psychedelic aspect, because it's so similar, is closer to mushrooms than any other thing, all right? Mushrooms are closer to humans than, than vegetables. They're closer to humans than food in their DNA structure. It's really weird, but that's how it is. And so humans have had thousands upon thousands of years of utilizing and interacting, interacting with these mushrooms. And the dual extraction is the key. So this is why we use Four Sigmatics, all right? Because they do a, a hot water extract and an alcohol extract. And you get in these tiny little packets. My wife knows that we travel with them all the time. Everywhere that I go, I bring those with me. And Rishi specifically that she brought up, over 300% increase in your natural killer cell activity. So this is an immunomodulator to help to train your immune system. Clinically proven. All you have to do, don't listen to the, don't just listen to the expert. Just go to Dr. Google, type in Rishi and cancer, and just be amazed. 
type in Rishi and NK cells and see what impact it has. And we have access to this stuff. These are, again, some of those things we need today that it's, not, it's, it's non-negotiable because our conditions are so different. We need these things to help to bring your immune system up if it's running too hot or to bring it down if it's not running uh, at optimal level. So, foursigmatic.com forward slash model. So that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash M-O-D-E-L for 15% off. 15% off. All right. Now, let's get to the next question. Do you see guys, how I spelled that? Yep. That was not easy. I know you saw like I was watching you Akili closely. and the B. Watching you closely. I did um, it. We mentioned the book Essentialism with Greg McKeown. We had an interview with another great resource, uh, The One Thing, another book you want to have as you're an entrepreneur, or if you're trying to figure out how to pare down and get things in more of a focus for yourself, another book is called The One Thing. We have a podcast with one of the authors that was really great and transformative, and then a resource in helping you actually navigate the action steps to get there would be the Freedom Journal. And we spoke with John Lee Dumas, who's been on the show a couple of times, a friend of ours who created the Freedom Journal, which now uh, he has a second book called The Mastery Journal. And we're actually giving away the Freedom Journal today to one of, uh, one of you that's here with yeah. us. So those would be some great resources to check out. And of course, we'll include those in the show notes. Perfect. All Thank right. you. Let's, Let's get to the moving. next question. All right. Uh, thank you very much. My name is Chris Menino. I really appreciate you guys being here today. I want to tell you, I guess, first, uh, you know, the positivity you guys bring, like, it's impactful. So I really thank appreciate you. what you guys do. Thank you, man. Um, I guess the question I had, you probably sort of started answering it. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm making better decisions. I'm finding better habits, improving myself every day, but I'm sort of drifting away from my family and friends. You know, I'm making better decisions, and they're not always doing the same thing, and they're not yeah. always open. You know, I, in some ways you feel a little bit disconnected to some people. The more better choices you make, the more disconnected you are from your friends and family. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, you, you know, maybe you start sharing those things. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, advice or experience to sort of tap on to, like, help reconnect those people or bring them with me? I, like, I'm, I'm doing great, but yeah. I want them to come with me. I don't want to be 100 years old and be alone without no friends. <laughs> He's alone with his yeah. wheatgrass. Yeah, exactly. My wheatgrass will keep me company. Thank you, man. That's a great question. Thank you so much. And we were just talking a little bit about that at lunch as well. You know, we've been through quite an adventure over the years because if you didn't know it, you know, I'm a little bit all in. So, and I've experimented with so many different forms of diet over the years from 100% raw food for three years, all right? And I live in Missouri, all right? It's winter time. I'm making green smoothies like, Shaking, all right? But I did that because I go full in, I'm gonna find out what does this thing do, all right? Paleo diet, South Beach diet, vegetarian diet, you name it, I've done it and I've done it full on. So I've definitely had some experiences of not being on the same wavelength as the people around me. So I'm gonna start by saying this. I had, it's not that I stopped caring, all right? I had to let that go, man. I had to let that worry about whether or not they're coming with me go. Because you even said it, like you colored it, it was funny though, but like, I don't be 100 years old by myself. We can't have that worry there, you know, because the number one thing that you can do for them is for you to be it. You be the example, and not telling them what to do, not, because 
the people in my life, the, the people that I'm thinking about right now, they began to come back. It was years later, all right? 10 years later, 12 years later. And we can actually have these conversations. We can enjoy the same food. We can enjoy time at the gym together. You know, it took some time, but it happened, all right? And also you have to understand that, you know, your family and friends, they're not your only family and friends, you know, because that space was filled with a lot of love because I, I made room. You have to make room, all right? If you want new and better relationships or just the right kind of company that is in alignment with you, they can't, you can't find those people if you're too busy focused on Big Shirley, all right, over here. I don't know who she is or whatever, but you can't, you can't do that if you're so worried about her and wrapped up trying to get, how can I just get her to pay attention and stop eating donuts? God, no. It's too much powder on your face. All right, so I gotta let her go. And that's, I promise you it's gonna make room, all right? That's how I met my wife, actually, is having the courage to make room to allow another relationship to come into my presence. I couldn't have seen it, all right? And the, it started with, crazy enough, me being a young man at the time, understanding my worth. I've been devaluing myself so much, all right? Thank you. Which, and this is important because as a man, that can look different. I was devaluing myself in all of the relationships or just relations that I was having, all right? I was not valuing myself, all right? And so all these little changes had to happen in my psychology. And another word, this is important too in this whole thing of letting go is that you have to have your standards. And it seems like you already, you're kind, you, you have them, but you're just as a little shaky ground with them, you know? And you start to forfeit. You'll start to forfeit your standards and allow people to be smoking around you or like whatever. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not having my kids around that. It's not happening, period. It's just not because I have standards. And if people can't adhere to that, I love you from over here. <laughs> All right? Now, again, that's the wrapping point to that is that I still love them. I pray for them every day. I love them so much. And in a heartbeat, you know, I be there. But in order for them to come back into my circle, I really had to show them what was possible. And so for me, it was like, I had to get on TV. Yeah. You don't gotta probably get on TV to get your family to listen, all right? So just, I hope that that makes sense and that resonates with you. You gotta put the focus on yourself, man, and make room. Be willing, I know that there's people and you love them so much, but once you focus on, you know what, I'm just gonna, focus on me, make room, you're gonna start finding these magical, seemingly magical, I'm a scientist, situations happen where you start, people come into your life you would not believe, all right? Just left and right. And so today, like my friends, like I've got the most amazing relationships, like the most amazing people who are like on the same path as me. But that couldn't have happened if I was so focused on you know, um, trying to get people on the bus with me. So I hope that makes sense, man. Thank you. Thank you. Give, can you give him yeah. a give him a hand for that? Thank you. Um, Sean, just just toss in the word that you use often about this one, and we we've, we've covered this a lot: grace and holding a place, grace and saving a space. Yes. Tell him what you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you yeah, know when what? We're... No, no, this okay, is a good spot for you to share. You share. Oh. <laughs> yes. So you can imagine how exciting it is to be in the room with this guy every day and learning so much that I would come out of there and I'd you know, have a book in hand and I was the evangelist for my family. Well, you know, that's like putting a water hose to somebody's, you know, a fire hose to somebody's mouth who's not ready to, you know, take some off. But when you, if you don't get on the path yourself, then all of you won't make a hundred. So if they're going to come to that space, and Sean said, he, he spoke with family, he said, you know what, I love you and I'll save a space for you. And when you're ready, it'll be here, which I thought was just a beautiful thing to share. And it is in that grace that you really can benefit your family. For me, darn you, the things I learned helped prolong my grandmother's life. She had developed pancreatic cancer and there were things that no one knew what to do. And the things I was able to learn, I hopped on a plane, went to her, and she shared before she passed away that that gave her life and that she got to spend the extra days and time. If I had never said yes or received any of that, those things wouldn't have happened. So get on that path, have the grace, and save a place. Yeah. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Share Thank your you. name and question. Okay. So I'll be very brief. And so my name is Gail Jones. I'm Hi, from Gail. Bowie, Maryland. Hello. My question to you is I know that you're getting ready or probably are having an exercise or I should say like a weight loss challenge. Yes. And I wanted to ask you what, if any, does exercise have to do with the challenge? Or I'll say specifically like joining a gym or like weight loss equipment. What, what part does that have, if in any? Okay, so which is better or? In the 60-day challenge, where uh -huh. would the exercise, if I'm hearing How right? How important is it? How would it play in? Would she need to go start a gym? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Would she need to get a gym, buy some equipment okay. in order to do the challenge? Okay, to get got it. it. Yeah, okay. So per this recording, uh, the 60-day challenge is coming to a close or it's complete. But this is something that is... Uh, exclusive to people that are in the Fat Loss Code program. So this is our online home, this is our online community where, you know, I've mentioned this before, but I get, I literally have thousands and thousands of emails that I'm just not able to get to uh, if I value getting like a little bit of sleep, all right? And spending time with my family, as much as it really, you know, for a while it really bothered me because of all these wonderful people who are out there trying to, to better themselves and also to help their, their loved ones, you know? And there are many situations where people's lives are on the line. You know, what if they can get that little piece of information? That's why I do the show, to have these master classes on these subject matters so you have a resource. Um, but the Fat Loss Code community is a place where people can, we get more interaction, we have a private Facebook page. I'm on there uh, a couple times a week just doing like a live video stream. Uh, we're doing Q and A's. We have personalized nutrition programs, exercise programs, videos. We like, uh, we just did a whole series of new videos we've been trickling out and sharing with everybody as well. Fitness videos where I'm in the gym. And just even progression exercise is one of the most important things. So how do you go from zero pull-ups to my wife? Come on now. You, this girl is doing pull-ups like, oh! Look. <laughs> <laughs> Look, real talk, I know when she first started, the first time she tried to do a pull-up, this is a real demonstration. 
now she gets right up over that bar with ease and grace and speed. Uh, she could do a couple of them now already. And uh, it's just because she implemented our progression video. All right, she's been doing the progression exercises that's in the Fat Loss Code. Now, so as far as exercise is concerned, um, you know, there's a kind of ratio out there in the interweb saying that it's 80% diet, 20% exercise. But that's leaving out one of the biggest pieces of that equation, which is sleep, all right? So that ratio in and of itself is flawed, okay? But exercise isn't as, as important as popular culture and popular media has made it out to be. It's really about movement. That's the key. And you have to do what your genes expect you to do. And I'm not gonna ask how many years young you are, but 59, okay, 59 years young, looking good, you fly. That's right, thank you. And so when you're at the age that you're at, there are many people who are the same age as you who are not asking these questions. They don't have the vitality you already have, all right? They're on a plethora of medications. They've lost function. You have a huge advantage. You're already in a place where you can do some of the things you think you can't do, but that's the thing you need to do. You need to do the thing you think you can't, all right? So what I would encourage for you, it's essential, absolutely essential, you have to do strength training multiple times a week, all right? So I see you shaking your head. Are you currently doing this? No, all right. Yes, now especially being a woman, bone density is gonna like go right to the floor, all right? Strength training is one of the major keys because you could take all the magnesium you want, all the calcium you want, the assimilation of those nutrients, and I've shared, I actually shared a, a study in Sleep Smarter, you assimilate the nutrients through exercise and movement, load-bearing exercise. My wife knows this, she's from Kenya. Her grandmother, well into her later years, full function and do, being able to do all this stuff, carrying loads, you can do all of these things. We just have to get out of this mindset of that we're getting old. Don't even say that word anymore, right? And so that weight-bearing exercise is absolutely critical. Number one to the bone density, well, it's not really number one, not in a, any specific order, but also adding a little bit more muscle to your frame, and this doesn't mean you get swole, all right? It's hard to do that, because many women are still in fear, especially a little bit older women, that I don't want to get bulky, all right? Big Shirley, what we talked about earlier, she didn't get that word from lifting weights, okay? She was lifting ding-dongs and Hawaiian punch, all right? And not in any particular order. That's how it happens, it's food, okay? The more muscle you have on your frame, muscle is a, it's a reservoir for anti-aging hormones. So it's gonna to help to keep you young. It's one of the best sources you have. So muscle and sleep. Those are more powerful than just about anything. All right, so I hope that answers your question, whether it's in the gym, whether it's at home. I just found that, and shout out to everybody listening who does, uh, embarks on their home workouts. I found that for the majority of people, because they're at home, they're in their comfort zone. And so they're much, much less likely to get up and put that DVD on when they're watching House of Cards or Westworld. I was watching on the plane. It was creepy. It was weird, right? I only saw half the episode, so I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> so. Thank you so much for that wonderful question. Can we give her a hand? Okay, really quick, we gotta get to the last question. Okay, we got it. Last two. Last two, okay, super quick. This might not be quick. All right, let's, let's go. Sean, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Jade, Thank I love you. you. Anne, 
I love, love you. Love you too. Thank you. Braden Jordan, love you guys too. Okay, so um, I'm a nurse, been in healthcare for 15 years, 196 episodes. Believe you me, I've listened to every single one. Yes. Many times. Your family, okay. yes. And branched out all the other, you know, Ben Greenfield, Fabron, yeah. and whatever. So the love of my life, 32 years old, he has been diagnosed with grade three glioblastoma, okay? He's still in the hospital. He um, ended up not only with pneumonia, but also an infection in his brain. He's been on antibiotics for almost two months. The poor guy, all right? They did remove the tumor, but um, now I have to utilize all the information that I have, pray every day. God is in this situation. It's God is here. But I also believe that I am here right now talking to you for a reason. Yes. <laughs> so, Sean, what would you do? That's my question. So, what would I do if I was in his shoes or in your shoes? Um, either or, because he and I are together. Okay. All right, you said it. You might, uh, I'm going to have to still distill this down. Um, This is complex. So this is kind of like when cells are sticky, like in your brain. And cells should be very um, malleable and movable and fluid. And so number one, so when did this, when did you get the feedback that this was happening? He literally was running 10 miles a day. Uh -huh. um, just a very, very, very healthy human being. He fell off of a boat uh. and ended up breaking some ribs, got septic pneumonia, went into the hospital, and they did a scan of his head and found a large tumor. Wow. Like, that's how it happened. That he, is... he had had an MRI within a year yeah. and nothing was there. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, wow. So you said he had an MRI. Okay, and nothing was there. So this was very rapid. Okay, um, now the first question should always be when you're dealing with a chronic issue, what is the underlying cause, right? What is the underlying cause? And we're dealing in a situation here where this person is seemingly very healthy, they're running 10 miles a day, they are eating. Well, this is what I honed in on. The man doesn't sleep. Okay, they're not sleeping. <laughs> we but but we yes. don't, you know, I... Yes. I've read the yeah. book. I get the sleep thing. We're going to get that under control. Okay. But he, his mother died three years ago, and since then he really hasn't been sleeping very much. Okay. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So there's always a cause. There's always an underlying cause. And it's usually related to an emotional trauma of some sort. So the master practitioner doesn't just work on treating a symptom or even getting the underlying cause of the physical symptom, but there's always gonna be a mental emotional stigma of some sort that's a catalyst for any ailment that we're having. And it's because the crazy thing is these things are lessons for us, all right? Your body's giving you feedback that you need to change. And I just had a, a wonderful conversation uh, with JJ Virgin, uh, which when this comes out, I believe this would be out already. And uh, she had a, pretty traumatic situation happened with her son, who uh, was 16 years old, and he went basically storming out of the house one night and um, with no shoes on, and just kind of was like blowing off steam, so she thought, and he got hit by a car. And uh, with 
uh, just as he was walking out on the street, 40 miles an hour, and he was within uh, an inch of his life many, 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 many times. And it's so important to understand that there is going to be a huge lesson there because this kid who was in a coma for a long time, every manner of problems that you can have, he had it. He will tell you today that this was the best thing that ever happened to him. And to hear that, like, it, it blew my mind. Like, I could not believe that he said, I say that when I was rock bottom with his spinal issue. Like, it's because it's like his situation seemed so much worse. But at the time, mine seemed so much worse. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I would not be here with you today had it not been for that, you know? And so these conditions are our best teachers. That's first and foremost. And there's a catalyst there, him losing his mom at uh, a time that seemed too short and him possibly not processing that or something being awry with that situation and the not sleeping. I've shared the statistics already and this is like totally f just filling the pages of Sleep Smarter. But we're talking about effectively 40% increase in dying from anything when you're not getting enough sleep. So your mortality rate is just, you're far more likely to die from any manner of things, all right? Everything can go wrong very quickly. And so especially when it comes to brain, to the brain, what's processing and dealing with uh, debris and detoxification, right? And if we talked about this many times as well, the glymphatic system, right? And so what's the number one way? So the first thing I said was this is a situation where the cells are very sticky. That's when things are getting gummed up. It's kind of dirty in there, all right? And your, your glymphatic system, your brain being able to detoxify itself is 10 times more active when you're asleep than when you're awake. This is when it actually does the job. And also during sleep, your brain cells shrink about 60% to make room for more detoxification. So if you're not sleeping, if you're not getting adequate rest, his brain cells literally did not shrink. They got bigger, certain cells. Okay, this isn't rocket science. So that is really probably the underlying physical catalyst. But there's a mental and emotional issue there. And also, he was running. How long has he been running? All his life, okay. Some people are just born to run. Some people are running from something. All right, so what is it? And also to be putting that many miles on your body and you're not sleeping, it's a recipe. You know, as much as he is loved by you and by his family, um, there are these basic principles of the body that you can't get around, you know, and that's an issue within himself that he has to, to come to grips with. And I know he will. I know he's going to hear this. I know that he's going to ask the questions because his time here isn't done by a long shot. And it's just asking, what is it that I need to do to change? What is this trying to teach me? and just following that path and understanding, I bet when this happened, he got some serious sleep. He got some the deepest sleep of his life, all right? You know what I'm saying? And so life is going to make you do the thing if you're not paying attention, all right? So there's a lot more that I wanna share, and of course, we'll continue the conversation, but I appreciate you asking the question. Can you please give her a hand and prayers? Last question. Are you sure your name and question? Hi, <clears throat> hi. My name is Judy Cohall. I've been a listener for a while. I'm um, friends Judy. on Facebook. 
Anna, so glad you could come, Jade. I didn't know you were here, too. Well, um, my question is uh, somewhat related to that. Um, Lately, I've been running into a lot of people that are telling me they're having um, hip replacements and knee replacements. It seems like it's commonplace to get replacements now. I'm trying to not ever have that. But I have noticed, um, you know, from time to time I might do a lot of sightseeing or whatever, I'm traveling, Uh and I just noticed my hip started buckling a little bit, like it'll just give out on me. So um, I do have a sedentary job, but I have recently taken up um, doing weights yeah. three times a week. So I just wanted to get your advice for me and everybody else yeah. who hears all these people getting replacements and how to stick with the joints that we were born with if possible. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Wonderful question. Thank you for that. Thank you so much, Judy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've had family members with these issues, you know, many years ago before I was versed on the hip replacements, the knee replacements. Do you guys know about the uh, 3D printing? Yeah. They can like print out your hip. They can print out organs. This is crazy, like we're getting, we're Westworld, like already. <laughs> Whatever, I don't know what it's about yet, but they're doing some stuff, okay? So we're at a level like just unimaginable that can be useful in the case of emergency situations. We want to prevent the problem from happening in the first place. That's really where it is. So it's asking again, the, ask the question, why would I need a hip replacement? Why is my knees degenerating like this, right? And this is happening to people far younger. This isn't people in their 80s and 90s, people in their 50s, right? 40s even. And so for me, I would, I would have gladly, which is this is those seeming miracles that you know, looking back, it's just a big part of my story. I would have, in a heartbeat, had surgery for my spine if they would have just offered it to me. Luckily, and I don't even like the word luck, I don't even like that word, uh, they said I was pretty young still, and this would be something to look at, you know, in a couple of years, even though they told me I had the spine of an 80 year old person, all right? So, luckily, because the thing is, you just want relief. They just want to get out of pain. They just want to have function. They want to be able to do stuff. They want to be able to play with their kids, their grandkids. And that's really what it's about. There's a lack of education in what's actually causing the issue. And so for you, this is very simple. And so, like you said, you know, you're getting out when you're being active, you know, you're, you're locking up, right? And it's because it's such a huge variance. Like you live over here, right? You over here. All of a sudden, you're over here doing so much activity where you have a very docile job. Your body's going to rebel, okay? Your hips like to sit. Your hips are like so good at sitting, you know? And so this is for a lot of us. This is how we've really evolved or de-evolved to be great chair sitters. And so when you try to straighten your body up, you actually aren't straightening up muscles, tendons, are so tightly strung for you to sit, your hip flexors, that it's gonna cause, something is going to break somewhere when you try to do too much. So this is an opportunity. So for all the people that are in that boat of facing a hip replacement, knee replacement, sometimes again, those things can be great in emergency situations, right? If things have just gone too long down the road, but that's a whole other 
conversation to have about potential issues there. But we're, today we're talking about not getting there in the first place. Your body is speaking to you and telling you you need to change. So just because you have this very sedentary job does not mean you have to be a sedentary human being. All right? It's just a matter of putting your priorities on you first. And again, it's not going to feel good when you got an alarm going off on your phone every 30 minutes saying, get your butt up. See? <laughs> so anyways, uh, when you have this alarm going off, everything in your psychology is going to be, at first it's going to be all good. Like you're going to hop up. Yeah, I'm Sean said, I'm getting these hips together. You know, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be straight. And then, you know, maybe on the ninth time, you know, maybe like three, four days later, you're like, I don't really feel like getting up. I'll, you know, you hit the snooze or whatever. You know, I'll do it in a minute. And because it's changing your pattern, changing your habits, it's very uncomfortable because you're literally changing your synaptic connections in your brain to do a certain activity when it's used to doing something else. All right, so you have to push through that resistance and even find a way to make it fun. That's the real key. Uh, who here follows me on Instagram? Dope, all right. Uh, my Insta stories, you probably see us dancing a little bit, seeing my son Braden breaking it down. Oh, he's over there, he's busy now. Uh, this is his opportunity right here, man. Um, so that's something that gets us up and gets us moving. Like we can get up, you can put on some of your favorite music, all right? Maybe, I don't know if you can wear some headphones at your job. You could do, right, you grown. They can't tell you what to do. That's what I'm saying. You gotta take that authority and do these small things for yourself. Treat yourself, all right? They're lucky to have you. Do these really simple, basic things, all right? Put on the music you like, or maybe it's a little task like, okay, you know, in 30, 45 minutes, I gotta go and, you know, get my drink of water or whatever the case is. Like, make it task-oriented as well. Um, maybe you can get like a little uh, adapter to have a little standing desk area, but don't stand all day, because just standing all day is not the solution, but it's just changing your position. All right, there's a lot of tools here. And of course, the shows we did with Katie, Katie Bowman, we'll put those in the show notes as well. Wonderful question, thank you so much for sharing that. Let's give it up for her. All right, so it's time to wrap this thing up. It's been an absolute pleasure. Jade, any closing words? So I took the glasses off because <laughs> of the glare and I just couldn't see the, the thing. Uh, all the questions that you have, many of those things we've covered in the interviews, but these things don't often happen just the first time. It took us a long time to get to where we are, whether it be miseducated or lack of information there as well. So feel free to go back, put a bookmark on it, repeat it. Those affirmations, and we had a great conversation, we have another great podcast about that, but the more that you embed this into your being, that's the cool thing about podcasting, is that it's portable. So you don't have to say no to something else in order to do that. In fact, if you incorporate other activities with it, that makes the learning embed even deeper. We learned that from Jim Quick. Check us out also on YouTube, where you can just be in the studio with us. We have a really great time, and of course, on social media is a way to stay connected. If you're feeling overwhelmed or if it starts to get away from you, find somebody, some people that you can engage with and share with. That way you can just make sure that you're reinforced and you're never um, drifting too far off away from the path. But you did a great thing by being here today yes. and it speaks volumes to your commitment to yourself as well as hanging out with us and we really, truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Jade. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode, and thank you, 
Washington, D.C. and the surrounding area for coming out One to hang out with us. One more shout out from D.C. Beautiful, thank you. I feel the love, I really do appreciate that. And my parting word really is to continue to ask questions. It's such a blessing for me to be here with you to be able to uh, do this in this format, to ask questions directly, to uh, engage in this conversation. But that's really our most uh, prized gift in being able to communicate is to ask questions, is to seek and to be curious. Uh, my, my son, Brayden, all he does is ask questions, all right? Very curious, childlike mind that we get away from because of our fear of being wrong, our fear of finding out something that we might not want to know, a truth that we might have to face. Or it could be just possibly that it's as simple as not realizing that we have the opportunity to ask the question. You know, so question things, question everything. You know, it's a very powerful gift. and. Every single question is pregnant with an answer, all right? There are two sides of the same coin. For you to get the solution you want, you have to ask the question, all right? When you ask more questions, you get more answers. And that's what it's all about. So thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate you. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome yeah. and you're loving it. Yeah. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Take care.